Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. I am really excited for this, genuinely excited. I told my mom earlier, I'm fangirling a little bit today, which this is like the nerdiest thing to fangirl over, but um, I'm gonna share a conversation with you today with Gabe Bolt. Uh, Gabe's YouTube bio says that he makes videos about minimalism and stuff, which obviously is the most minimalist tagline you could write, um, but he offers his subscribers awesome tips on minimalism and essentialism, on finances, productivity, habit building, so much more. And the way that he talks about habit building and simplifying your life has really stood out to me. I've been a fan for a while. My mom's been a fan for a while, and you guys know pretty her pretty well by this point. Um, and I've just found the channel to be helpful, both in my personal life and um, more recently, actually, in my financial life. So I could not be more excited to chat with him today. Thanks for being here, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit of your background, kind of what got you started doing what you do and what your life is like today? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I got started on uh, YouTube, I don't know, four or something years ago. Um it kind of wasn't something I thought would be like a thing. I was a real estate agent at the time. I had like three other jobs I was doing, um, but I was really excited about kind of the fire movement and finances. And, and this was kind of a way to share it with people. And, uh, and then over the next, you know, kind of a couple of years, it took off and I had made some other financial decisions that allowed me to kind of uh, focus more on, on YouTube. And uh, that also freed up a lot of time to kind of focus more on uh, learning a bunch of things about productivity, finances, uh, I dove into minimalism and then uh, it's kind of just been uh, evolving and growing since then as a person and then also kind of as a channel. So it's been interesting. Awesome. Um, if if listeners are not really familiar with minimalism to the extent of what it is, can you explain what that is a little bit for people? Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of different for for everybody, I guess. Um, people get into it for different reasons. For me, it's just the idea of like less but better, uh, trying to simplify my life as much as I possibly can so that I can have more time, money, energy, focus uh, for the things that are actually important for me and not just having it kind of controlled by like, just like a lot of people live in chaos. I used to live in chaos, just like like your, your schedule and just so many things going on. So I just try to simplify as much as possible in like every area of my life and just kind of like less but better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. I think that's what resonated with me the most when I first started following you because I am a fifth grade teacher full time. I am a business owner. I own a small business in my hometown, like a wellness center with a boutique. I am a nutrition coach. I have a podcast. I do all these things. And people are always like, I don't understand how you do it all. And I'm like, it's very strategic. There are some days where I'm like, I'm not actually sure how I'm doing it either, but it's the systems and the habits that are in place that are allowing for this to be effective right now without it feeling like my life is in chaos, right? There's just systems in place for everything. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of systems, like a very habit. And then like also just like building out infrastructure in the beginning and then just kind of letting things go in autopilot. Uh, just like it's working smarter, not harder. is just like uh, kind of my, my, my main goal in life. Mm -hmm. And you find a lot of time when you do that, like you said. So I coach women on nutrition and healthy habit building. And the most common thing that I hear from them is that they don't feel like they have enough time to work on their health goals, or do they feel like they don't have enough time in their lives to dedicate to making changes? What would be your response to that? Um, I mean, I feel like everybody has, like, if you look at, yeah, everybody has time. It's what you do with that time. It's kind of like, do, are you letting life live you? Are you living life? Are you um, cutting out some things that might be good in order to focus on the things that are like really important? Um, it, it's like a habit I've been working on over the past like two years is just saying no to as many things as possible. Have that be the default instead of yes being the default. 
and then try to find really good reasons to say 100% heck yes, this is something I want to do. Uh, and if not, it's got to, you got to say no, because otherwise you just, you won't be home at, at all to spend time with your family. You won't be able to make time to go to the gym. Like nobody else is going to do that for you. You have to cut out things that might even be good things uh, in order to kind of create space and time for yourself. And that's part of that simplifying your life, right? Is creating space and time to just be a human also that you're not a robot. You're not a machine or a hamster on a wheel, but you're also a human who's allowed to enjoy their life. You're allowed to eat a slow breakfast and to go to the gym and to stop working, to hang out with your family. Exactly. Like I I think so many people right now are focused on like their social media everywhere, just trying to bombard you, trying to get some of your attention. There is always, you can always go further with your career. Um, And at some point you have to decide like, when am I giving up what I already have for something that I don't need? And that's something that I, that's a trade that I never want to make. So it's being like, if you can get your expenses really low, you don't need to earn as much. And therefore you don't need to sacrifice all this, all this other stuff in your life. If you can, you know, figure out different, different ways to structure your life more efficiently. Yeah. One of your most recent videos was about, uh, simple or cutting back on what you spend, right? Like finding, Mm -hmm. I just watched recently, like, uh, watching how to save a like $11,000 a year or something like that, just by monitoring what you're putting out. So people I think are hustling. People are taking second jobs and third jobs and side hustles and starting businesses because they feel like they can't keep up with the expense of life. And in reality, there might be ways that they can cut down on what they're spending so that they don't need to earn as much. That's what I think I'm hearing you say. Yeah, exactly. I think like 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and 40% of Americans making over 100K are living paycheck to paycheck. So a lot of times like money is more money is not the answer. The answer is, can you get like your housing is your biggest expense? Can you lower that by like I do house hacking, other people do, you know, like there's different ways of doing it. And then then your car is your next biggest one. Can you own a 10 year old car or five year old car? Um, You know, like there's different ways of lowering that your food is a huge one. So looking intentionally at your budget and kind of aggressively cutting things out is for me, a lazier way than going and working a second job or working overtime. Uh, I'd rather just like, like that thing is not worth my, my life, you know? And so it seems like a common theme, right? With simplifying your life or with being um, someone who embraces minimalism is we're not saying I need more time. We're saying, how do I use the time that I have more effectively? I don't need more money. How do I use the money that I have more effectively? Exactly. And like, it, it is good to have more money. Like if you can make more, that's a good thing. Um, but obviously like it's trying to like, instead of working harder for it, like how can you be more efficient with the time that you are using to earn more money? How can you gain more skills or higher, uh, you know, paying skills and stuff like that, instead of just saying, I'm just going to work harder. Like that's not always the answer to work harder to earn more. Sometimes it's, it's how can you be smarter, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we can do that with habit building and with our health as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what people often think is, well, I don't have an hour to go to the gym or I don't, you know, know how to set aside six hours on Sundays to meal prep. Those are like common type roadblocks for people, but I don't think that habit building starts that way. Like if you are interested in starting a new habit, what do you do? What's that like? Um, so it, it depends on the habit for me. I have a couple like rules that I like to, I, like, I, I like to have rules in my life because otherwise I just go off the deep end. So, um, one that I did recently is I wanted to start reading more. So I kind of did something called habit stacking where after I, you know, I shower, do my teeth, I make coffee in the morning, and then I commit to reading one page of a book. That's all I commit to something super small. It's after something that I do every single morning. Um, 
And then it, it's kind of like a way to hack just adding one little habit into something I'm already doing. And it's small enough that I can commit to doing it every single day. It's not like I got to read 10 pages of this book and read it in a week or a month. Like it's nothing crazy. And then generally I will read 10 pages, but at least I'll read one on the bad days. Um, so that's kind of one thing I do. Another thing is like, um, it's uh, like the two day rule where I don't have to go to the gym every single day, but I'm not going to miss two days in a row doing some type of exercise. So that really takes the pressure off, but it's also like, it doesn't let you get out of your, your system. So I've been going to the gym like three times a week for the past, like 10 years. I, I'd never go more than an hour and I try to stay longer than 15 minutes. It's pretty simple to talk yourself into going to the gym for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and like on the bad days, you can go out, but at least you showed up and you're kind of like voting for yourself that I am this person who reads. I am this person who goes to the gym by kind of like proving it to yourself in in very simple, small ways until that's something that your body like craves to do because you get the dopamine high out of that mm -hmm. or you learn something fun or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, I think uh, the the two day rule is super smart. Mm -hmm. My audience is pretty familiar with habit stacking. We talk about tiny habits model and BJ Fogg and all that quite a bit. That's what I do with my coaching. But that two two day rule is pretty powerful because there's a lot of times where we feel like we've broken a streak. And now that the streak mm -hmm. is broken, what do we do? Is that a feeling of failure? No, not if you know that like that can happen. You can restart again tomorrow, right? Um, and then the other part is that you mentioned is kind of taking on the identity of the type of person you'd want to be. I am a person who reads. I am a person mm -hmm. who works out. It doesn't mean I'm a person who runs marathons or is a bodybuilder, but it means I'm a person who does something consistently, who shows up consistently in the area that I want to grow. Um, just kind of taking that on. I do that a lot with like um, when people are not eating really great and they're trying to make that shift. Okay. Well, can we say I'm a healthy person? What does a healthy person eat? A healthy person eats X for your life. Um, so, when it comes to like integrating habits into your life, we've got that habit stack. I'm just thinking, what are some of the habits that you do that you think would benefit other people? Like everybody's different, but what are some of those things that you've built in your life where you're like, man, I'm really happy that I got that one in there. Um, well, as far as like you were talking about eating, um, this is not for everybody, but I've done intermittent fasting for eight years and I absolutely love it. I I lost like 40 pounds when I originally did it because I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to like eat a bunch of protein shakes and all that type of stuff. Cause I was anyways. Uh, and I realized that if I just don't have breakfast and I ate, eat in an eight hour window, then I can pretty much like stuff my face for eight hours. If I start with something that's like healthy, big bowl of oatmeal or something that's like low calorie, healthy, uh, I can start with that. And then I pretty much can't eat enough to overeat uh, for me. Cause otherwise if I have breakfast, then I'll be starving by lunch. And if I don't have breakfast and I just have coffee, I actually won't be as hungry at lunchtime. It's like really weird. Um, so that's something that that really helped helped me a lot. Um, I don't know, like reading has completely changed my life. And it's something that I, I, I do absolutely every day. Um, what are you reading right now? Um, I have three books that I'm <laughs> reading. Put you on the spot. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just finished 12 Rules for Life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading The Millionaire Next Door. I'm reading a fiction book that I don't even know the name of. Um, and then I'm listening to, yeah, some podcasts yeah. and stuff. I have The Millionaire Next Door on my list. It's upcoming on my good, whatever that app is called, Goodreads or whatever list is up there. Um, just started Essentialism. Yeah, that's Greg, a great What's book. his name? Greg? Greg McCown. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a couple chapters in. And I was like, okay, well, this will probably be my favorite book of the year at this point. So I can already uh, tell I've, you. 
I've read that like three times. I just recommended it to a friend. He read it in like a week. It is that's an amazing book, especially like for work related stuff. Uh, a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, I mean, Four Hour Work Week is one of my favorite books, and it has a lot of the same ideas like of minimalism, but applying it to a bunch of areas of in your life where like what can you cut out so you can focus on the important things. It's just really what a light a lot of stuff kind of comes down to. It's that less but better mentality, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and. So sometimes people think that improving their health or improving the quality of what they do or their routines is going to be some sort of like super hard work that they add into their lives. But I kind of think you and I would agree that improving your life isn't really about like doing more things or giving yourself more responsibility, but it's really about doing less and therefore making like more room for joy. Right. Mm -hmm. So you talk a lot about productivity and finances and health. And those sound like they could be really serious topic. Um, what do you do for fun? What's, what's their time for fun in your life? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, like I've got a, I've got a nine month old baby right now. Um, so that's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know, like I like doing podcasts and YouTube. I hang out with friends and family. Um, I play video games a little bit now because, um, I've kind of, I've been like taking a slow year because I, I was working like three or four jobs for quite a while while rehabbing properties and doing all that type of stuff for a while. So I've been kind of like calming down a, a little bit. So I've uh, been, been taking a little slower this year. I do a lot of outside uh, stuff like walks, hikes, exercise, any of that. that that's kind yeah. of what I was hoping you were going to say, because I, I think people have this illusion that people who are um, successful or people who are efficient are always kind of in a hustle or serious mode. And it's just so much the yeah. opposite, right? Yeah, no, like I've been, I, I feel like, all right. So I talk about this stuff that's like, yeah, productivity, mm -hmm. all, all the stuff that I talk about. And then my life is like, well, I, I worked uh, probably this work week. I worked under 10 hours. Like I don't do a ton, honestly. Right. Um, so I'm, I got to find some hobbies or some, something else to do. Cause I've really, I've got my work extremely efficient, uh, which I was doing the exact same amount of work in like 50 hours last year. Mm -hmm. And it's down to like 10 hours. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Now I got to find something else to do. So that's why I'm, I'm starting some other projects and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't like the hustle culture. It's just, there is a, a place and a time for that for, for some people in some stages of life, but that should not be the goal. The goal should be, you know, what can you build so that you can not, you know, have it control your life, but you can still reap some benefits from it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that I noticed it in my life so strongly when I, I used to be a teacher. I took some years off. I started my businesses, things got going and they just, the longer I went, they started getting easier. It started taking me less and less time. And I'm like, well, now I'm, now I'm sitting here remembering that I used to be a teacher. I'm going to go back to school. And somehow my businesses are both growing while I'm working a 40 hour a week job. Right. And so it's not that I'm giving my businesses more time by any means. I'm giving them very, very little, but it's just that mm -hmm. now that the systems are in place, they can handle themselves better. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it all comes back to is just building yeah. systems for your life, for your business, for everything. Yeah. So if people want to get start with, started with simplifying their life, what tips would you give them for starting out? What should they look at first? I mean, it, it, it's going to depend. It's different for everybody. Something that was really beneficial for me was just like decluttering a room um, and kind of realizing what a clean, simple space is. And like, that's like a, like, like when you walk downstairs and your entire house is clean or your living room's clean, like it's so much more calm. And then it kind of gets addicting after a while. Uh, once that spreads to the rest of your house, then you're like, look at your life. Like, well, well I'm still living a crazy lifestyle. Like, can I actually take five minutes, something pe most people don't do and look at your calendar and be like, 
I'm going to cross three things off. We got to find out what they are. Like, actually, you're going to have to take something that is a good thing and get rid of it. And that, and then probably do that quite a few more times. Like you might have to go through, like, I like to use clothes and as an example, most people use 20% of their clothes, like on a regular basis that are in their closet. So what happens if you just got rid of the other 80% and the 20% that's left is your absolute favorite thing to wear every single day. And now you're just left with your favorites. And then you apply that to so many other things in your life where like, well, what if I just temporarily cut that out and I can bring it back if I need to. But once you get rid of that, you'll, you'll realize that like, maybe I shouldn't have been part of that club. Maybe I shouldn't have uh, engaged with all these extra, you know, curricular activities and I can't be out every single night. And you start to like build other routines that are healthier. Maybe I can take, you know, that one night that I was doing this and go to the gym and then you start to feel better. You start to look better. You still be more confident. Um, and, and so I like to do kind of more drastic stuff, but just decluttering everything, you know? Yeah. Right. The idea of decluttering your calendar. Um, my mom, like I said, is a big fan. She's going to laugh when she hears you say that, because that's something I've been actively working on for the past few years. Also like recovering from a hustle culture. And I'd love to be on that committee. Yes. Thank you. And I'd love that opportunity. And it all feels good. Like you're saying, it Mm -hmm. all feels like good stuff. They're all things that add to your life in a valuable way, but you just can't do it all. You're not a robot. You're not a calendar. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we're not programmed, but we're all conditioned to say yes. When somebody asks you for something, it's considered rude to say no. And a bunch of good opportunities come up, good career opportunities, good, you know, everything, but you have to say, you know, get in this habit of having no be the default. Let me check. Let me get back to you on that. And then decide, you know, you, you can't say yes to everything. You either let other people control your life, or you got to actually like take some control, ruffle a few feathers and you know, kind of stand up for yourself and your, your like mental health for crying out loud. Like, you know, it's so much, it's so heavy. The world is so heavy. Like you have to make space for that sort of stuff. It's, yeah. I got, I get up early. I get up super early. And I, I don't know I think that you do as well. Right. Even though you're working from home, you're working for yourself. You get up early, right? Yeah. I I've been getting up at six 30 recently. I, I woke up at five for oh, like half a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the baby, I haven't been able to like sleep through well, the night for quite yeah. a while. So I, I bumped it a little bit. But yeah, that that first, um, it's this idea of like green zoning kind of. So like the, the morning is my most productive time. So I wake up really early. I try to get all my work done in the morning. And then I just don't work the rest of the day. Because yeah. if I wait until later, it'll take me literally twice as long to do all that stuff because I'm not as mentally there. I'm not as energetic. I'm not as clear. So I just try to yeah, wake up early, get all my important stuff done. And then that frees up the rest of my day to do the stuff that doesn't require me to be like laser focused. Oh yeah. I love that pocket of time in the morning. It's also before like the world's agenda has a chance to hit you, right? When Mm -hmm. you first wake up and you're in your own zone, you're like, I don't know what my email says. I don't know what someone else's to-do list for me says. I don't know what happened on the news. This is me existing as a human in my space. So powerful. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it's, yeah, that is that sacrifice. And and most people say that they're not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. Um, But I would say that like, you don't have a problem waking up early, you have a problem going to bed early. So you might have to work on some of your evening routines, cut out some Netflix, something like that. Because it, like for me, I consistently get up at the same time, no matter when I go to sleep, I'd never sleep in, never on the weekends, because if I break it once, it's so hard to get back into it. So I'll, I'll just be tired all day and then I will fall asleep at night because I'm really tired. So maybe you might have to suck it up for a week or two, continue to wake up early. And then that'll start you like, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to watch that extra show. Cause I need yeah. to sleep and I can't take it from the morning. So it's gotta be there. And that's a, a really cool tool that most people are unwilling to do. I think. 
it's, it's a hard one to break, I think, because people oh, sure. are, especially if they're living in someone else's world and at someone else's demand for a lot of the day. I think so many people feel like the evening time is, is their sacred time. That's their opportunity mm-hmm. to do what they want to do. Um, but is what you want to do with your life actually watch Netflix until 10 or 11? Like, is that what you want? If it is what you want yeah. to do with your life, great. But I just have a sneaking suspicion that for most people, that's not it. Um, how early is early? How early do you guys go to bed? Um, like nine ish. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's terrible. Like we'll go out to dinner and it'll be like, cause we have the baby, especially now, but it's like four 35 o'clock we're getting dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. this is a bit extreme, but like she goes to bed at six 30, we have an hour or two and then we go to bed. And, and you then, look around and everybody's over the age of like 60, 65. Oh, yeah, like, it's, oh, okay. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious actually. Yeah. I know. Um, and, yeah. And then I like, I got to wake up before she does like before mm-hmm. the baby does. So that's why I kept like bumping it earlier and earlier, but then, um, yeah, I'd like to go back to like five 30 eventually, but right now it's, it's not happening. Well, in my audience, we'd say it, you have to listen to your body though. You have to like, exactly. Yeah. Prioritize I, I prioritize my sleep like an insane amount. Uh, cause I just, I literally, if I like sleep the four hours of waking up multiple times and go to bed late and whatever, um, then I just won't be productive at all. And it's just horrible. Okay, you guys, so you heard that. That wasn't just me telling you that you have to like early to bed, early to rise. Okay, you've heard it from someone else who's um, doing pretty darn well in their life. So I feel like you should probably follow his advice if you don't want to take my word for it. Um, Is there anything super random you're interested in right now? Um, I mean, I'm... What's your like rabbit hole topic? Do you have one of those right now? Like, oh, I just can't learn enough about or find out enough about this topic. I mean, it's something that nobody else is into YouTube. I, I love YouTube. I studied the analytics. I just love making content like, like, I, so I have like ADHD kind of like deal where every week I hyper-focus in on one new thing, mm-hmm. a book, uh, a subject, ways to do productivity. And then the next week is finances. And the next week is decluttering your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I obsess about all those things for like, I'm really into productivity right now. Um, but it, it kind of changes like every week for me. So yeah. I'm all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> Mine could go by the day, <laughs> but I decide to fall down yeah. a rabbit hole on. I have to suddenly know every single thing about that topic. It's like a joke of wait till Steph pulls out her phone to Google it. Like it's not a party if Steph's not Googling something. It's a little obnoxious. Um, so what's going on in your world? You've got some new stuff going on, right? Um, yeah, a little bit. So I, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got the baby right now. We started up a podcast with my brother. We've actually done like 50 episodes before, but um, we're bringing it back. We're, we're turning that into a whole thing because uh, I talk about a lot of productivity and stuff on my channel, but I'd like to get more into the financial aspect because that's the, the main thing I've obsessed about for like most of my life now. Like, I just love that. Um, and then, yeah, got some, some other random stuff. Nothing crazy. Was there a tipping point for you with that where you started to feel like you wanted to move away from working all of the jobs and living a chaotic life. Like, was there a a moment you remember where you were ready to make that shift? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so there's two moments. First I I read like rich dad, poor dad. And, uh, that was like when I was 18, I realized that like, okay, I don't have to go to college here. I don't have to do this normal thing. I can, you know, buy some real estate. I I went down the whole rabbit hole of financial independence. Uh, I got some rental properties and then um, I was working all these jobs because I was trying to get out of working all these jobs, <laughs> right. uh, which is weird. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of years ago on like, I think it was Christmas Eve night or New Year's Eve night, uh, I had to like leave uh, the, the party or family or whatever I was doing um, to go work. 
because uh, I got called in for something and I was just like driving home like I, I will not be doing this next year I don't care what it is I will not be doing this because this is like it's horrible it was just like crazy hours and stuff so uh, the next year I wasn't doing it which was really cool um, but it was because of extreme frugal living um, like I wasn't making any money from YouTube it was all just like house hacking and frugal living and, and a couple side hustles uh, and then I was able to 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 leave that so yeah I remember just having like yeah. it, it was yeah it was rough like I can't do this forever <laughs> no yeah I was like especially like can't do this for the next like 40 years like I, I will do whatever it takes for the next five years to make sure I'm not doing this for 40 years yeah you've mentioned house hacking a little bit tell us about that from your perspective yeah so this is probably the main thing that's changed my life like um it's the idea of buying a multifamily property uh for me, it was uh, triplexes with a three and a half percent down loan. So like a first time home buyer loan, you live in one unit, rent the other two out, it should cover all your mortgage taxes and insurance. And then you're able to pretty much live for free. And for most people, that's about 30% of their budget. So now you're saving 30%. You do that a couple more times that will cover our like rough that for me, it was uh, three years and it covered all my living expenses. Mm -hmm. And then you can do whatever you want for the rest of your life if you're willing to take the sacrifices of fixing up an apartment, finding them, putting your entire life savings into yeah. them uh, and doing that type of stuff. So, yeah. I didn't know I was house hacking. So I did that uh, uh, we're at like three and a half years ago, almost four years ago, I think oh, awesome. uh, 2019. Yeah. So I have a, a mixed use property. So the first floor is where my, my business is, but then there's like office spaces I rent and then there's two apartments up here and we're residing in one of them and then um, rent the other one out. And that was the only way that I was able to be independent enough to purchase a home at that point in time was to, like you said, mm -hmm. make some sacrifices, know that it's going to be a little bit of extra work. And I think for anybody listening, we're not here advocating that you don't work hard. Like, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. But like it, the, the goal isn't always to like, sometimes working harder, isn't always the best answer. Like you could work really hard and then, you know, have a big house or you could work half as much and just have a multifamily and then, like, <laughs> like working harder, isn't always the best thing. It's, it's if you can learn Literally, because I weren't learned one thing, that idea of house hacking when I was like 20, it shaved 40 years off my working life. Like if I hadn't made that choice, I would 100% still have to work a full-time job because my expenses would be so much higher. Right. Um, and because I sacrificed and I lived in places I wouldn't really want to live in, um, I was able to not live in those type of places and actually have somewhere nice. So right. like, uh, which I wouldn't be able to afford otherwise because I've never made much money. So I don't know. It's like the delayed, delayed gratification, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I don't want to take too much of your time because I know that your time is valuable, but thank you for being here on the show with us. How can we support you and what you're doing? Where can people like connect with you? Yeah. Um, if you're interested in finances, you can check out our YouTube channel, Finances Unfiltered or our podcast. And if you're interested in other productivity stuff, you can check out Gabe Bolt on, on YouTube. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks for being here with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was yeah. fun. Cool. Yeah. It's great. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Steph everywhere you like to hang out on social media. So come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Be well.